welcome to the first episode of our podcast. There's no name. My name is EJ, and with me, as always, or I don't know, this is the first episode, so it's not as always. But with me is Brent, and we're here to talk about anything we like, basically, or anything in pop culture. So today's agenda, we'll be talking about the NBA and the two games, two conference finals games. Oh no, just one conference final game, which was. Right, yeah, one conference finals game and one game seven in the semifinals of the Western Conference. And then after that, we'll just, you know, talk about some shit we like. <laughs> so, first on our list is the Denver versus Clipper semifinal game seven. Game seven. Yeah, that didn't agree. Uh, seven. It, it didn't by the end. And I know that you Brent I know that you have a personal stake in this on both sides uh, you're an avid Toronto Raptors fan and also an avid fan of the Denver Nugget great Ty Lawson so I just want to you know get your opinions first uh, was this a great uh, Nuggets win or did the Clippers just choke honestly it was a bit of both it was you could see in the fourth quarter that Denver was just outplaying the Clippers just from a standpoint. You could see their movement, their body movement. They weren't even trying to defend. And you look at the shots they were taking, they were like just like in the in the motions compared to Denver that they know they were already up, but they didn't want to uh, stop until the end of the buzzer. You can you can definitely see it, especially in body body language. Like they they just don't look like they're passionate or gritty about it. You know, like everyone talked about when the Clippers got together, like, oh, they're a defensive juggernaut, they have the grit, you know, they have Montrez Harrell, Pat Bev. They were supposed to be. Yeah, they, they were supposed to be. They were supposed to be. But during that game, especially when the Nuggets were running away with it, they just started to look like dead, like it, it was it was it was sad to watch honestly you know there's this thing that I watched on uh, inside the NBA something Shaq and Chuck kept saying yeah they were like they kept on saying that the Clippers are trying to switch it on when it's too late like for yeah. the first three quarters they're just like uh, in the waves in the motions and when they tried to flip the switch, it's too late. Yeah. Look at uh, game five and game six. They were up by 16. They turn up the switch, uh, then turn it off when they led, thinking that the game was over. Yeah, but, that's a, that's been a problem for them like the whole season. Um, at the end of the game, I think uh, Doc Rivers was saying like, you know, like Denver. I don't know. I don't remember if it was Doc Rivers, but he was. Uh, someone was saying like Denver had you know had more time to play with each other uh they're just like their first year and all and and yeah i agree it's like it's not it's not an excuse because you were up three one and you just i don't know you just choke you dominated for the first three games yeah exactly and and you can't say that you know it's a chemistry thing because you were you guys were doing pretty well i mean for three one uh, one more game and you just 
you just let go of the reins and that was the problem this whole season with the Clippers like everyone thought they kind of underachieved uh, they were taking breaks Kawhi was resting a lot and they just had that like uh, it wasn't it wasn't confidence it was more just like uh, it became cockiness you know they just felt like they were they were already there when they weren't something about game 7 that struck me very it was very alarming to be honest if you look at Kawhi's stats 14 6 6 2 1 block 6 of 22 2 of 7 from 3 no free throws no free throws no free throws, no free throws. so you could see that it was Denver's defense on Kawhi that really had to do with his off game which was a great great uh, scheme by uh, Mike Malone man because usually you know Kawhi is gonna be a beast when he goes to the free throw line regardless of how sh- how his shooting percentage is look at game 7 t- in, when, he, when he was in Toronto against Philly he had a bad game it was like out of 30 plus shots he was just 30, 30%. That's insane. Cause still, but still, he went to the free throw line. That's, again, yeah, credit to the Denver defense for not fouling. And it's just, it's crazy to think that Kawhi Leonard, a Kawhi Leonard who's regarded, you know, it's debatable that he's the best player in the league. And, and Paul George, who is, you know, an all-star and um, an all-star. <laughs> Basically, that's all Paul George can really say right right now because playoff P is not showing up in any playoffs uh, since probably uh, when he was in Indiana against the big three in Miami so yeah. it's crazy to think that on a game seven uh, to go to the Western Conference Finals they shoot they combine to shoot one free throw and no no one made free throw Kawhi uh, Paul George missed his only free throw of the game 0 for 1 uh, they combine for 24. Oh, wow. It's just it's just so bad. Kawhi Leonard's uh, field goal percentage is 27%. Paul George 25%. 6 of 22 and 4 and 16 respectively. And yeah, you know, like the joke running around is that they, you know, they combined for 24 in tribute to Kobe Bryant. And that's just hilarious to me. But at the same time, that is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's just... I don't know. After that horrific injury from PG, he he was different. Yeah, I really didn't like how PG is playing after his horrific injury. He kept shooting more jumpers, more threes, rather than driving to the basket where he was very effective. Well, I think you know it's more of just like um, you know you don't want to get that injury again, which I understand. Derrick Rose changed his game when he got those injuries. D Wade uh, had a lot of knee injuries change the game more on the post floaters and all that I get that but I think the shot selection is where you're concerned like me is that he'd shoot uh, a long three then to like uh, drive or like pull up on a mid-range and it's it's kind of inefficient his shots are even aren't even uh, hitting the rim it's hitting the backboard oh I saw that that was so bad dude. that was so bad I, I was watching I was like, God, you know, you know, this what this isn't gonna end well, and he's gonna f- probably make up some excuse on saying this isn't about a uh, uh, championship or bust for us this year, which which he really did say after that. It's so it's so funny though, because like when I saw that, 
I was just. Did you see the the Damian Lillard tweet where uh, a dude, uh, some guy, some guy tweeted him uh, like, "Yo, Damian Lillard, what do you think about this shot?" And it's the shot that Paul George like bricked in the corner, and yeah. Damian Lillard was like, uh, "Looked good to me." <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it's like, which again, since we're in the topic of uh, of Paul George, a playoff P. You know why? Why do you think Kawhi, you know, left Toronto, a, champ- a proven championship team, to go play, go to the Clippers, and not just play with uh, playoff P, but like he wanted playoff P. He asked the Clippers, like, I won't play with you unless you get playoff P. Which you know, in, in fairness, he got in one, two games tops. You know, for the rest of it, you know, he got pandemic P, which you know everyone's calling him now. So, I don't know. Do you think he made the right decision? And now I know again you have personal stake in this, but like, let's try and be objective about this. You know, like, uh, yeah, do you yeah. think he made the right choice? As a basketball fan, you know, and of course, if he if he could have stayed, if he stayed, you know, it, it was going to be a Eastern Conference Finals minimum. Yeah, but but. Since we're in this situation, uh, he went to he went back home, which we could all, which I could respect, because if you want to go home you, and you have the chance, you should. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he was. Uh, I don't know his uh, mindset of asking for play for Paul George, but I guess in my point of view, he was thinking of the pairing of more of like a Jordan Pippen like partnership since they're both wing defenders and yeah, you, like, like two uh, long wing defenders that could also play offense yeah and you know uh, and you compared to I mean I'm not I'm not putting them in the level against Michael and Pippen but yeah yeah no get it the the concept of them playing together could be like that mm-hmm. yeah because you know Paul George is very as a good playmaker he can he can facilitate He's a really good facilitator for his possession, and probably that's one of the reasons why Kawhi wanted to play with him. Although, as you can see, after his horrific injury, he wasn't—he's not the same. I mean, in in Paul George's defense, last year, uh, his last year with OKC, he was a uh, third in MVP voting, which I believed he deserved, and I think he would have been—he uh, could have been MVP if not for him injuring his shoulder like aside from that he was on pace for an MVP season and again it's just I don't know if it's the timing of the injury or if it's just in his head but yeah he didn't show up again last uh, last year with OKC you know he had that kind of I, I, I would call the breakdown when he was like you know it was a bad shot like he, there was no yeah. he wasn't accepting it you know he was in denial and I feel like again He's in denial again. Uh, in in the post interview in the game, when asked about the loss, he was like, um, "Internally, it wasn't a, a championship or bust year, and it's their first year, dude. You were you, you're an all you're like all star top level talent paired with arguably the best player in the league. It's it's definitely championship or bust. Yeah." Like, you, you know you signed up for that when you want when you gave the go signal to get the trade. 
Exactly. And you know, you 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 guys bark a lot about, you know, being good and it's like this is our LA team now and it's just you know, they just flat out choked and it showed like the lack of experience from the younger players. I mean, Lou Williams is not uh young, but like he doesn't he's aside from the clip his uh previous Never. playoff appearances, he's kind of inexperienced, especially Hmm? Or been to a finals like a Western Conference or an Eastern Conference with the Sixers? Um, no, I don't think he wasn't. He was never in a Sixer. Like he's never reached the Conference Finals, to my knowledge. He's never reached the Conference Finals. Uh, Montrez Harrell, uh, kudos to him, Sixth Man of the Year. But like he just looked gassed and just he didn't know how to guard Jokic, which leads us to Does he the smoke? Denver Nuggets. Yeah, which leads us to the. Denver Nuggets. I mean, we've talked about the Clippers choking, how pandemic, how it's not playoff P, it's pandemic P, how Kawhi may have messed up and should have stayed in Toronto. And on a side note, I feel like Doc Rivers is overrated. Um, I've always felt this, and I feel like this kind of solidifies it a bit. Like he's a gr- good coach, he's a great coach, but I believe that he's not, he's not there. You know, he's not like a Popovich. That could lead you guys there. I mean, he's. I mean, you can argue with me. Like, I would accept. Like, I would debate it. I'm probably wrong. I don't know. But he's lost three series from three-one. He did. He did lead uh, Boston to a championship. He he led them to one championship, and a lot of people think that that kind of underachieved. They they should have won more than one. Definitely should have won more more than one. Second one was because KG was injured. When they lost, uh, when they lost to Orlando, and the and the Magic went against the Lakers in four or five. Oh uh, three. No, no, no. Oh six. Uh, oh, the one against Dwight and when Dwight uh, was in. Oh, Orlando. oh, you mean? Oh, sorry. You mean when he was in the Boston Celtics? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can you can bring up injuries and all that, but it doesn't. You know, remove the fact that he kind of had a very talented team with the Celtics and the Clippers, especially with a prime Chris Paul, prime Blake Griffin, prime DeAndre Jordan, uh, a great shooter in JJ Redick, and a good supporting cast. And he he was up three one. You know what happened? He was up three one back in 03 with Orlando, and uh-huh. and. I mean, this is his third series uh, losing a lead, three-one. So I don't know. I don't know what the future is for Doc in the Clippers. Do you think he's gonna get fired, or I don't know, man? I feel like well, Kawhi, Kawhi wanted him. That is true, and that's important. So it's gonna be a tough decision if you're gonna let him go. And he did lead you to. He he did get Kawhi. You got to think about that. He was the reason he uh, Kawhi wanted to play with the Clippers because before uh, last season they were playing hard, they had grit and everything, and Kawhi would like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, like the, having the best player vouch for you goes a long way. So, yeah. e- like either way, either the Clippers keep him or fire him like 
I don't know. I just feel like Doc's good, but he hasn't proven it for a really long time that he could bring a championship team to the finals. So we'll just see about that. But yeah, that's enough about the Clippers because I feel like we're putting the blame on them. And I think we should put the blame on the Nuggets because the Nuggets played amazing. Um, it's I don't I don't have the stats right now, but my God, um, Jamal Murray uh, with another with another forty piece, uh, Jokic with uh, did Jokic have a triple double today? He did sixteen twenty two and thirteen. But he That's- did an off shooting. He was five of 13, zero for zero four from three. But, that's true, but like the twenty-two rebounds, yeah, is just killer. Because he was, he, he was too big. He was too big against the Clipper bigs. He I was, was too act- big. He was too skilled. That's where it is. He was too skilled. I'm honestly confused why Doc didn't use Joakim Noah for defensive purposes. My God, I forgot Joakim was in the Clippers. Yeah, that's true. He could have given him a new. Look at the lineup. You have Patrick Patterson, Ronnie Magruder, Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, eh. Jamichael Green, Landry Shamet, Lou Williams, Montrez, Zubach, who was really good. He was okay. He was good. Yeah, that's true. He, he was. He did everything he can. But because he was too skilled, he probably, uh, most of the series he got fouled, he got too many fouls. That's crazy because that's like looking at the roster on paper. Like again, this is back to Doc a bit. Yeah, how could you use this back to Doc again? Because like you have Landry Sham at six minutes, uh, Reggie Jackson four minutes, uh, Roddy Magruder who was a really good player with Miami last year, uh, great defensively. Like what? Like garbage time. Uh, you have Jamichael Green. 23, 23 minutes, Lou Williams, 24 minutes, Montrez, 25. And twenty for Montrez and Lou, 20 plus minutes. During the regular season, they were like, they were like your go, sometimes your go-to guys. Like they were carrying the team. And now during the playoffs, you suddenly like, what, suddenly Marcus Morris is playing more. Zubac, like, I don't know. I don't know what the the strategy was. It looked like there was no strategy. And again, credit to Denver for just capitalizing. Like, crazy. You know, Jamal Murray, he he different. He different. I love that saying. He different. He He built different. He built in Canada. I remember a time when you were saying, when I was saying, dude, he's going to be good. Yeah, I'm I'm a Jamal Murray um, doubter. and then when he got the max, he I was like, dude, this is probably gonna be worth it. And then he was like, eh, he's not, he's not max dollars. But look at him now, he's uh, he's a star. He's a bona fide star. I mean, okay, again, I am yes, I am a Jamal Murray daughter. He's very inconsistent. Uh, can be super hot, can be super cold, and you know, I just never really liked how his. Uh, how when he went up against Zoe his rookie year, he like dribbled around him. And I was like, I don't like that. I don't like how... Was he messing with your boy? He was messing with my boy, you know? You, you don't mess with uh, the ZO2. But, you know, he's proved... Like, Murray, man, he's proving to me that he can do this. 
uh, on a night on a nightly basis and he to can. me he's like to he's, me without without um without Klay Thompson and the Warriors in this uh playoffs Jamal Murray is the one guy you do not want to get hot like I swear like when this dude gets hot he gets super hot he can get 60 he he's definitely he can, he, he can get 80 no shit it's crazy when he gets hot it it really yeah. reminds me of clay it's it's, it's insane and then yoke again Jokic, yeah he's killer the okay with the clay comparison more dribbles though no definitely like not it's not an exact comparison like game but like in no, terms of like when he's hot he's he's hot he's a flamethrower the clippers were out coached outplayed out hustled Here's the thing. This is this isn't even their best lineup. Oh, definitely not their best lineup. They don't even have Will Barton. Yeah, and Will he's the Drill. The, he's out of the bubble. Yeah, he's out of the bubble, which I thought would have helped them more, even more. Wait, what happened to him? Did he get COVID? Uh, I don't remember. He just, uh, I think he just, his choice, he just didn't want to play in the bubble. Like Trevor. I'm not sure. Maybe he has an injury or he had surgery. I'm not sure. But, you know, okay. he didn't, he decided not to play that's what's crazy about this. They 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 aren't on their uh, 100 full strength. And to think that MPJ just got 14 minutes. Yeah, to that's it. crazy to think. And you got Gary Harris. Well, he he did perform really well. He got 16, uh, 14, six and one, six of eleven. That's pretty good. Gary Harris, um, underrated, um, underrated defender, and just underrated piece in a championship team. Like Denver Good. was so lucky he played. Yeah, like, he, he he got to the bubble late, right? And they're just lucky they got him. I think he got COVID. Yeah, That's something like, like that. Quarantine. To me, the most underrated move by the Nuggets last season, this season, Jeremy Grant. Jerry, yeah, Jeremy Grant sneaky pickup from OKC. Yeah, that that was different. That was huge. That was really huge. That, <laughs> he built different. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean he that piece. He's long. He's he's a good defender, and he can run with them. He can run with them, and you know Denver's uh, play style. They like to run. De- definitely like when he was in OKC with uh, with Russ and uh, Adams I was like I saw him and I thought he was pretty good I thought he was a solid role player but like I didn't know how good of a ball hander and just shot creator he can be like he's a really he's he's better than I expected uh, to be honest it was, it's crazy well you wouldn't get a chance to get to dribble the ball if you had Russ so Okay, let's not just, let's not go into a Russ uh, Russ rant here because I believe in uh, no I I'm mean, a Russell Westbrook fan, but I agree that he's not a player and a champ. He's not a number one guy in a championship team. No, I mean, you know how their offense was built last season and yeah, it yeah. was dribble, 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 just like mm-hmm. James. And, That's true. And you can, and you're not going to be able to showcase your talents or your skills if. Your your primary ball handler is just going to be using up most of the shot clock. That is true. Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah. But still, like I think you know, with 
Oh, and also he had PG with him as well. So it's just he became really a role role player. Like he More was like, the third. Yeah, like he became spot up. Yeah. Three and D. Yeah. But so yeah. The okay with regards to uh, Jamal Murray, the only yeah. thing you're gonna need from him now, because he 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 has a he has elite offense offensive talents. The only thing you need right now, uh, he needs to develop is just get better on defense, just more hard on defense, man. Once you get yeah, that, that's true. He's gonna be unstoppable. He's gonna be like one of those uh, point guards that are too much of a handle. Yeah, he, he you know, he, he's still he, he's still young. He's still growing, and I never really saw him as a all-around player. Like I saw him as a scorer, but he has like. He's taken his scoring to another level, and I think he can. Did he? Take his yeah, he did. They went at each other. I think. Mitch, I think. Uh, I think it was um, what do you call that? Uh, de- uh, defense by committee. So, I think oh, Gary Harris. Gary Harris was the main. The main primary. Guy. Yeah, primary defender. Okay. But I think he had some with him. So uh, let's look ahead to the. Matchup Nuggets Lakers. It's gonna be a fun matchup though, because head to head, the first, the own, the primary thing that you're gonna have to think if you're uh, uh, Frank Vogel is who's guarding Jokic. Because because yeah. if you put Javale McGee. You put him out in the key, top of the key, or probably in the three-point area. You're losing your, you're you're losing your interior defense because mostly AD is going to be very more effective if he's a, a, a help man. defender, a, a help defender. Oh block. yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to put AD, you're going to put him in foul trouble, and he's too. He's he's big. But Jokic is bigger. And, oh, I, I, yeah. I get what you, you're saying. You know, AD isn't that physical in terms of mm-hmm. his game. Mm-hmm. And as you know from his track record with his injuries, he's not that, he's more of a, um, what kind of a, what's that word I'm looking for? Like, uh, finesse. Like finesse. He's more finesse. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, this is gonna be a fun series, and I, I, I'm really predicting it's gonna go seven again. Definitely gonna be a good series. Um, yeah, the Lakers have a better, uh, better team in terms of defending uh, bigs. Uh, you have Javale, Dwight, AD. You know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for Jokic, I think. Um, on the other hand, who will be guarding uh, Jamal Murray? Who, who's going to take that uh, assignment? Um, I think Caruso is actually a very underrated defender. Uh, I know people like overhype him and meme him, but he's actually really good for that team. He's really um, good. He's really good. He does all the little things. He's he's not he's not young young, so he has that you know like maturity level in him. You could put um, a, you could put Kuzma because he he's showing you he has heart right now you could put Kuzma but um, I think he, with this like it's gonna be 
can Michael Porter grow up? You know, can he grow up fast? He's gonna be. He's gonna have a hard time with Braun, to be honest. I don't even think Braun will be guarding him. No, I mean, on defense, MPJ is gonna be no doubt. Oh be- no, he's gonna be a liability. He's gonna he's gonna have to come off the bench. Yeah. I mean, he already is, but like he's gotta. He's not taking that LeBron assignment. This is where um, you're gonna miss Avery Bradley in this series. That is true. You're gonna miss him in this series because that you got an able body that you know could straight up just defend Jamal Murray. One on one. Yeah. Or you could get Rondo, but he's too small. He, he he's lower because of his age, but yeah. I'm not doubting playoff Rondo. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm same with you. It's more of just like, Rondo. will he be able to keep up in terms of like um, conditioning with a yeah. younger Murray? And I don't know. I feel like Jeremy Grant will be taking the defensive assignment on LeBron. Uh, long body, solid defender. Uh, at least he has that size to be able to at least bother some LeBron, I don't know. Maybe Gary Harris, who's, you know, he's shown he could defend with the best of them. So we'll see. It'll be a fun series. I think the Lake LA will take it probably in six. I'm not sure. I don't want to doubt Denver, but I want to, I'm, I'm going to go for a seven game series. But seven game series. Yeah, I'm, I'm still with the Lakers on this one. But I, uh, after. Last season, this season, I'm not counting out Denver because you you know they're a threat and you got to put some respect on their names after this. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. That's fair. I them anymore. Four or five seeds anymore. They got to be top three, even if Golden State's back. I I can see it. I I can see Denver winning, but you know with LeBron missing the playoffs uh, last year. I feel like I feel like and the Kobe uh, thing you know it's also um, inspiration for them a a factor Uh, I I just think you never you should never doubt LeBron especially when he's hungry and he looks uh, he looks hungry this year and you know you got an AD that wants to prove himself who's never been this far from in the playoffs we'll we'll see with AD uh, how what's his uh We'll see the dog in him because, like, if he can't, if he loses this matchup with uh, Jokic, it's it will be bad. It will be bad for him. Yeah, but I got faith in him. He's 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 tough. He's tough. I I'll give him that. He's tough. But like, no, there's, there's questions. Defense for that, but I wouldn't put him primarily on Jokic. Again, you got it's gonna be. Dwight or JaVale first and helped by yeah I'm not saying you should like he should guard him straight up I'm just saying if Jokic outplays him in general you know it's gonna be it's gonna look bad and especially since even if you say that uh, Anthony Davis shouldn't guard him one on one you know yeah. let, like let the other uh, big men take him like you're the best uh, best player on the team second best player on the team uh, 1A, 1B you are and you're one of the best defensive players in the league you know you're gonna have to take him 
whether you like it or not, you're gonna be the, you, people will be saying, you take him. You know, that's that was our uh, gripe with Kawhi when Jamal Murray gets on fire. Like, where were you? You know, where were you uh, against Luca when he got the game winner? You know, when you're the best player and best defender, you you have to take the, that assignment, whether you like it or not. True. And look what happened with Giannis. Uh, also, Giannis. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Which I, which moves us to our, our next topic, which I am. Wait. I got a question uh, for you. Yeah. What do you think the Clippers should do after this? I think I think they need to change um, something with the coaching. I don't know if it's Doc Rivers, but they need to uh, fix their game plan, especially in the regular season. They uh, they kept they kept taking breaks. Uh, they were too relaxed. Uh, the team had a cockiness to them. I think that's the motivational, inspirational thing. You know, like is the coaching staff feeding into this like oh we're you know we're good enough to be here we're good like that's not enough believing in yourself is not enough you've got to work at it and i feel like the clippers just there i feel like there was a mentality that was like we have Kawhi, you know because i feel like the past few seasons Kawhi has built this persona and this uh, identity as like this cyborg and that savior you know in san antonio and toronto and i feel like uh, the clippers got complacent they were just like you know we're good we're good enough as a team to like stay a a par with the best but like we have Kawhi, so it doesn't matter like we don't have to be the best best you know Next game that I'm excited to talk about, uh, Miami Heat. Uh, first game of the conference finals, Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics. Um, the Heat fifth seed taking down uh, the TJ Warren-led Indiana Pacers, and for the first round, and then taking down the number one team in the league, and the MVP, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, and now they're up against the Boston Celtics. Um, was they third, right? Uh, or fourth? They were third. Third. They were the third, uh, third ranked team in the East. Uh, went up against the Sixers. Um, without Ben Simmons. In a without Ben Or zero. In a shocking, in a shocking sweep because Joel Embiid was there. And if you have the best player on the court, you know, your team should at least win one game. But yeah, nevertheless, uh, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum proved. To everyone that he's a superstar Jalen Brown solid second star and just a really good team and then last round uh, went up against Toronto Raptors who fought really hard got it to game seven but you know at the end the young the youngins you know the youngins took it so now we're here game one Eastern Conference Finals and the Miami what a what a fucking game you know I don't want to curse in this fucking podcast but damn what a good game okay that was a that was a fucking solid block. It's okay, okay. Let's let's calm ourselves here. So let's let's go one by one. So it's like oh shit. So let's. I mean, no words, no words. So so Jim Jim and Bam, the office Jim and Bam. 
Jimmy G buckets. The G stands for gets. Um, you know, people questioned if he could be the number one player on a championship team. Um, and he's proving like he could be that guy, you know, that guy that to take that last shot. This is the guy that the Sixers were missing uh, all season. And he's proving to everyone that he, yeah, I'm not a bad teammate. I, just, I was just in bad teams and organizations. True. And he had two clutch shots this game. Uh, one, one three uh, to take the lead in the fourth. And then that hard hard driving layup in fr- uh, with a with a stretched Jason Tatum my god just powering through end one just you look a- like an orgasm right now man it's great I already had it's like my second so j- my god dude and then just bam bam heart and bam soul Adebayo. heart and soul of the team heart and soul of the team if you didn't see the game uh, with a couple of seconds left Tatum had the ball. Uh, he had a, he had Jimmy Butler on him. Gets past Jimmy, open lane for a tomahawk dunk. He cuffs it, brings it back, He's and tra- bam! Yeah, he, he made. He, dude, Jason Tatum's credit. He drove hard. He 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 was gonna dunk it. He was gonna dunk on anyone. He was gonna make sure it was gonna go in. He was gonna make sure it was gonna go in. He was gonna dunk on anyone except Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo reached out with his left hand. Left hand, arms extended, left. Dude, Just, I thought I thought his hands were gonna break. I thought I, I thought. Do you see the slow mo from the top view camera? He blocked it. The ball was in like already on top of the rim. His wrist bent back. Arms looked like rubber, stretching back, and he just blocked it. I've never seen a straight up block that clean, and it's so clean. No, no foul. You, no no argument. Like there was you know, nothing. That, you want you know what what reminded me of that when Braun blocked Splitter. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh you know what I I see the comparison there. You know straight up block. But Splitter was was trying to dunk hard, and Braun just snatched it mid air. That is true. That is true. Yeah, but I'll give him that. The point. I'll yeah I'll I'll give him comparison. that. I'll give him that. But I don't know. I'm just how bam like he didn't recover because they were in a zone but like I'd say he'd I'd say you'd count it as a, a recover because Jimmy got beat he recovered and really like reached out with his left hand and got away from Tatum like so that like you know how in these playoffs like last seconds like the refs are blowing this these dumb fouls and he really like blocked it away from him that was 100% clean no foul no review needed and that I don't just wow like no oh my god my god this game showed that the, the Celts are too small it showed that the Celts were too small I would I would I would agree they're they're too small they don't have a big man they only have thighs and everyone else is sort of like a like a fringe power forward size but as much, yeah as much as this is very physical mm-hmm. he, he he can't guard bam he can't guard bam he, and going to the series i was kind of not afraid of thice but worried because of how well he guarded 
uh, Joel Embiid in the first in the first round. And I always said that Miami's weakness is the Boston Celtics because they have quick guards and they have multiple wing defenders and wing offensive players as well. And I thought that the X factor would be Bam and Bam needing to establish the middle as his his house uh, on defensive end and offensive offensive end. And he did exactly that. He he scored nine. He scored. He, he, he ate got, up ties. He got eighteen nine. He got eighteen points, six rebounds. It's not the it's not like great, but like compared to what Tice was doing. Tice got four, like four points, like basically nothing for the Celtics. But you gotta look at this stat, man. Jay Crowder got 22 points, seven of 11 shooting. You're not gonna see another shooting performance like that from Jay oh, Crowder. I, 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 I disagree. Like he's been shooting lights out throughout the bubble, and again, it, whole series he's gonna be like 63 from the field. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say 63, but I I can see him shooting well he, over 45, 47. He could go 50, but not 63. You don't know with his team. It's crazy how every one of these players in the Miami Heat can just go on fire. And again, back to the Bam point. My point was he needs to establish himself in the middle so that um, the Celtics defense would collapse on him, make it easier for the shooters open. Open threes, and that's what happened. Miami, Miami took advantage, and look at this, like the three point, three pointers. Like Jimmy Butler had to, Jay Crowder five, Goran three, Duncan two, Tyler two, Iggy and Kendrick none. Dude, the thing is, Boston was using their lineup against Miami. Uh, the lineup they used was the lineup they used for Toronto, but. You gotta understand that this isn't Toronto because yeah. you're you're using Thais as a as what? I guess a, they use him as a defensive anchor, basically. A, like the one. Oh, offensively. In, yeah, as in the Raptors series against the Raptors, he was used as a de- uh, as a cutter yeah. for easy lobs and finishes. But you're you can't do that with Bam. That's true. You're not Bam. gonna be able to do that with Bam, especially if Jimmy's there. Mm-hmm. He's gonna make sure that no one's gonna get in the paint. He can't do that, not just with Bam. He can't do that with any of these guys. These guys are are dogs. They're just like Iggy will will go in the paint. Um, Crowder, like all Jimmy, like no one's even, gonna let you. Even Kelly Olynyk is Kelly. Be... Kelly's even... super physical. Yeah. Even players that didn't play, Myers Leonard, like Solomon Hill didn't play. Like they won't let you into the paint. I'm really confused why uh, the Celts released Kelly Olynyk. I I don't know, man. It's, it's the Danny Age Pat Riley rivalry here. It's 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 mind-boggling because he's re- he's a really good player. He's a really good player. I always liked him. I thought he was underrated with Boston, and nice. yeah, he's a really good yeah he's a really good role player. He's just he's very awkward how he moves. That's why it's kind of weird. Again, Canadian, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that has to do with anything. But okay, um, yeah. So, Canadians, man, rep for the Great White North. 
Yeah, the Great White North that lost to the Celtics. Um, yeah, credits to uh, Jimmy Butler for leading the team and Bam Adebayo, but we need to start talking about Goran Dragic. Um, every 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 sports show, debate show that mentions the Miami Heat, they just uh, put aside Goran Dragic and start talking about Jimmy, Bam, uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. They just I mean, just like I mean, Stephen A would just be like, Goran Dragic is a is a scorer, but like that boy Tyler Hero, uh, Jimmy Butler, and I'm like, yes, I I love Tyler Hero, I love these guys, but like, Goran Dragic has been amazing, has been amazing throughout the bubble. He's he's I'm pretty sure I don't know the stats, but I'm pretty sure he's averaging plus 23 points per game this Dude. playoffs. Dude, I mean. You know Goran, he's he's a he's a dog. You know he he's a winner. He makes sure that whatever he he's gonna do everything in his power to make sure that his team wins. Dude, look at his team with Slovenia in the FIBA chat in the FIBA FIBA games. He was like, "Get your fucking uh, head up." He was saying some shit like that. Uh, he, like uh, Goran has proven in. Like time and time again with different teams that he's a yes he's not like your number one guy he's not your superstar player but he's the guy that could calm your offense down and set up a play set up your team you know he's proven it like uh he learned from the best in phoenix with Steve nash Steve nash he had a good run in uh, with the houston rockets uh, and then he got a good before james harden came in and then he got a good run with phoenix again Uh, they fucked it up with that three guard lineup. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and he's found a home in Miami. He learned from D Wade, especially in the club. I've seen, I see a lot of D Wade in his game now, uh, especially the pace that he plays in. Like one learned from D Wade in the Miami culture and the Miami team. Look at Jimmy. I mean, I mean for sure, Jimmy has learned from D Wade for a long time, uh, especially since he played with him in Chicago for that one year. Marquette. Um, Yeah, market boy, but Goran, there's a there's a certain uh, calmness and maturity in his game that reminds me so much of D- Dwayne Wade in his last years with Miami. Just the calmness in his and how he brings the ball up, and then he's just he just knows how to how to play, and it's show it's showing. And I I love that Miami Heat are in this situation now that where all the eyes are on them and Goran can finally get his due because he's been working his ass off for like so many years with Miami now. Kudos to him, man. Like, great guy. Uh, I just hoped he had... Team leader, too. Great team leader. And he works really well with uh, Jimmy. Uh, they, they're a good combination, especially in the locker room. And it's just, it's great. It's great to see Goran getting his uh, props. But you're uh, speaking of uh, this game. You're not gonna get Duncan to go for two of seven. That yeah, that's the, the scary game. thing. You're not gonna get him. You're especially Tyler. You're not gonna get twelve, not just twelve points from him. Those two shooters. You're not gonna. I mean, get, yeah, I mean, yeah, like Tyler Hero. He got twelve. He he almost got a triple double though. Yeah, he missed a assist. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Tyler Hero is, he's more than a shooter. I've been saying this for a long time. You know this. He's 
no, he could be great. But the scary thing about the team is that, yeah, Duncan Robinson hasn't even like gone off yet. He hasn't gone off since Milwaukee, like ever since Indiana. Milwaukee, he was here to there, but like he wasn't like the fire, uh, the flamethrower he was during the regular season and in the early games of the bubble. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't popped off yet. Like when he does, it's gonna be wide open paint for Miami. Yeah, Bam's gonna get a lot of points. It's scary, and I'm worried for Boston. I think, I mean, I think that this is gonna be a game seven, game six type series. But I'm worried for Boston because it seemed like they played a really good game in terms of like they could have won it. They they really could have won it, and they just let it go. So I don't know how. Mentally, they could come back from a loss like this, heartbreaking loss. So I just wanted to know, like, what what do you think the chances are for Boston to come back and even the series one one? They can still make it a series, but I think they're missing Gar- Gordon Hayward. Gordon they're, Hayward. Yeah, they're missing that extra shooter. Because look at this, and. Look at this lineup. You got Jalen Brown, Tatum, Smart, Kemba, and Thais. If you put uh, probably Gordon uh, instead of Thais, Bam's gonna have a lot a problem with their defense because all of them are shooters. This was supposed to be the envision oh. the Anthony system. All of them are oh, shooters. Well, uh, I, I I'd wanna. I'd want to fire back on that because, like, I feel like if Tice were replaced by Gordon Hayward, um, yeah, you could you do small ball lineup, faster, more threes, but you can't do that with a guy like with this team, especially with a guy like Bam. Bam's one of the most versatile defenders in the league. Like, he can go against your point guard, shooting guard, like all the positions he can defend, and I feel like that would just be. Uh, but, nightmare for Boston. But you're not. But the thing, Bam's not the only one who's gonna defend. You're gonna defend the other players too. You got Tatum. You got Kemba. You got Smart, who's on fire. Yeah, that's why. That's why. I mean, let's, uh, look at threats. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the lineup right now. Okay, so Jimmy defender, Bam defender, Jay Crowder defender, Goran, uh, eh, solid but not a defender. Duncan Robinson, solid defender. You have long arms in all of them, except for probably Goran. That yeah. can move. Duncan can move his feet, and then you have uh, you have Iggy, uh, Tyler Hero, who plays hard on defense. Kendrick Nunn, Derek Jones Jr. Long. Confused why Kendrick Nunn only played for 13 minutes. I see. I see. Because like uh, Goran has been playing out of his mind. Um, Obviously, Spo doesn't want to ruin the flow of that game of his. Uh, you know, you don't you don't, don't want to ruin a guy's minutes just because, like, oh, there, we have another player. Like, he's on fire. Let him play. And I feel like they're still trying to get Kendrick Dunn back into playing shape since he he was he, he arrived late, right? Yeah, he arrived late, and I feel like yeah, they just don't want to ruin what that core group has built. So it's fine, and I feel like Kendrick Nunn understands that he's just a rookie. It's fine, and when he's on the floor, he's been playing really well, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, I, I don't think going small ball is the way to go for Boston because Miami's just too versatile. Like unless Miami plays with Myers Leonard, like 
there's no big man that can't guard a guard, you know. I feel like what Boston just needs to do is um, they need they need Kemba if to they need Kemba. That's the case. Up. They need Brown to get. Uh, I mean, of course, uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum need to like play well, but I feel like Kemba is the is the X factor for Boston because Miami does not do well against uh, quick guards, small quick guards, and I feel like Kemba is the the guy that could break this Miami hot streak. I'm looking at their stats, and Tatum gotta be more efficient though. He got 20, 10 of 24, 4 of 12 from three. You can't, if he, if the shots aren't falling, you got a better drive. Yeah. I, I, his shot selections got better, but yeah, I agree with you. He and he to... got one of nine from three. Yeah. You got to do better on that, too. Yeah. Kem- I, gotta, I have to see more from Jalen Brown. You can't be. You can't be that J- Jalen Brown with the Raptors series, where he goes uh, on and up and down. You gotta be consistent, at minimum of 20. Uh, the, yeah. From him, minimum. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that you know uh, he didn't. He honestly didn't. He didn't have a bad game, but it's just you didn't feel like he was on the court. Yeah. You know, he didn't. You didn't feel his presence. And yeah. I agree with you. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to. Um, I mean, seventeen points ain't bad, but, but he needs to. If you're gonna be the second be- second best player in the team, you gotta be more than seventeen. I I I agree with you. I agree with you. I I just feel like, um, offensively, he was pretty, uh, pretty okay for a six of fourteen, three of four from three. And I feel like defense defensively is where he needs to uh, get in shape. You know, like you're playing against uh, Jimmy Butler, who can score when he feels like he needs to. You have an on-fire Goran Dragic, and then you have these shooters running around. And I feel like that's where Jalen Brown can find his uh, niche with this uh, in this series. Uh, Jalen and Marcus Smart definitely um, they need to do a better job in defending. These uh these guards and shooters. Yo, but uh, gotta give my hats off to Marcus Smart, man. Yeah, Marcus he, Smart was on fire. He he he's he lights out right now, and as much as I hate him right now, because he, he he. Oh, that block! Oh my, that block! Great block. The, the block, the bombs he was shooting against us. God damn. He he's showing he can shoot now. He's he's showing to be a, a very good three and D player because we already knew he was a defender and the shot was always falling for him. But if he if he's this if he's this consistent, you can't you can't leave him open anymore. You're gonna he's have looking a, like... <laughs> he's looking like Larry Bird. No, not like, he's looking like uh he's looking like Marcus Smart from uh, college and high school. That's uh, he's 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 playing out of his mind, which I I'm happy for. Didn't you see that meme when they were playing the Raptors, the Scooby Doo meme when they were trying to unveil the ghost? Uh, the, oh yeah the, yeah. 
then they saw it, it was Larry Bird. I was like, yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't worry, your your raps will bounce back maybe. But yeah, um, speaking of the uh, end of the game here and on the Boston Celtics side, um, with Miami finishing um, finishing the game really well, closing it out, uh, they were down, came back, uh, Jimmy hit a three. Uh, played well. They played well. Uh, overtime. Tyler Hero made some shots. Bam again with a block. Um, but what about Boston? Boston on the other on the other side. Um, Tatum looked. Uh, Tatum has been good, but there were some shots and moments at the end there where I felt like he could have done better in terms of uh, selection, especially that that three at the end of the fourth I mean tied game have all the time in the world to do something and he settles for a long three uh, what, what do you make of that well old habit old habits die hard so I mean he's trying but you gotta see if you wanna be the man if you wanna be like Kobe you gotta be more cerebral with how you select your shots. Kobe didn't take any shots that he didn't know he would make. The, uh, he didn't know it would go in. So I he mean, knew- maybe early on. <laughs> but, but it was the Mamba. Yeah, the Mamba. yeah, when he became Mamba, yeah. But I don't know if you really want to become the great, uh, one of the greats like Kobe is. You gotta be more cerebral with how you take your shots. I mean, I know, I know you're good, and I know you're 22. You're only 22, so you're still co- gonna continue to grow. But if you want to take, if you want to be part of the elites right now, you gotta be more efficient with how you look for your shots, and you gotta have your crime partners like Kemba and Jalen to be more efficient. Look at, because like what I said a while ago, look at Kemba's uh, three-point shots. He, he was one of nine. You yeah, can't, yeah. and like what you said, you know, uh, since you know that uh, Miami's weakness is uh, uh, very fast guards. So they got to exploit that matchup nightmare. Just like, because the playoffs is more, it's not about, because uh, the playoffs right now, it's more about matchups now. Yeah, 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 definitely, and I agree with you. He needs to figure it out. But this is not—I'm like—I'm not indicting Jason Tatum. I think he's really good. I think he's done really well in clutch situations for the Celtics. Uh, I actually commend him for this game because you saw that he took that uh, what I thought was a bad shot at the end of the fourth, and then when the clock was going down in overtime, you saw him ju- just take it to the hole hard. Like, again, he got blocked by Bam, one of the best blocks in playoff history, you know, but you saw him change his mentality and just go, you know what, we're just down by one, you know, like, oh, we're just down by two, and, you know, we just need to tie this game and we can win. And, yeah, like, you don't need a three every time, and I liked how he adjusted and saw the, he saw that he had the matchup. I mean, I think against anyone in this game. I mean, even Jimmy or Crowder, who are great defenders, like he has the advantage against anyone. 
that's how gifted of an offensive player he is. All in long. Yeah, that's why he has the advantage over anyone. You know, that's how great he is offensively. And it's nice to see that he adjusted in game. Yeah. You know, he saw his mistake on the in the first shot, and then when he had the chance to redeem himself, he he changed the route and tried to do the right play, which he did, which he did, and just a great block and. It's it's gonna it's looking like it's gonna be a great series. Um, game two yep. predictions. Game two predictions. Uh, seven game series. Uh, I think, yeah. I think Boston gonna figure it out in game two. Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking Kemba gonna go off because right now Kemba still due for a game. He never really got caught in the Toronto series. Or in any series. Uh, okay. Okay, in our defense also as well, we really did make uh, we really did uh, do a great job in defending Kemba. I Toronto, yes, Toronto did a good job defending. I'm not taking any way against Toronto. They fought really hard, but I don't know. I don't. I just think Kemba's still getting back into that uh, Charlotte Kemba uh, mode because during that uh, series with Toronto, like. There were moments where you saw Kemba getting back into that, you know, into that mode, into that uh, mentality of I'm Kem, I'm Cardiac Kemba, you know, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over in these spurts and stuff. And you saw that, and I think he's still um, trying to get back to that. And you see it here with also in the game where, yeah, he shot poorly, but there were moments in that fourth quarter where he was. Do like step back after step back, jump jumper, floater. He was making them, and he was he was uh, sort of saving the Celtics, you know, along with Jason Tatum, who was trying really hard. So I don't know. Uh, I think Boston this, might. You, you could you could still say that it's the it's still due to the long the long rest, the long lock, uh, the long the suspension. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you can say that with every every player. I mean, you know, yeah. everyone had a break, and some some people are just lucky they have like courts in their houses and everything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and you know, he's just really, you know, he had that injury at All Star All Star break, so right, he's then. trying to yeah, so he's still working on that as well. So. I, I believe in Kemba that he can, you know, show up the series. Uh, he but has, yeah, but with Miami's, I'm Miami's defense has shown me. If he, can, if he doesn't come uh, show the series in the series, it's gonna be very easy for Miami. Probably five games. Uh, I'm I'm thinking it might be might be six. I'm I'm I think it's gonna go seven, but there's a part of me that's telling me it's gonna go six games. Because I feel like um, Boston is just... I don't know, there were moments in that Toronto series where when Toronto started winning games, they just looked, you know, they looked out of it. And I mean, they've proven that they could bounce back after losses, but uh, this this team's a different, a different animal. They yeah. smell blood, they smell yeah. blood. Yeah. I mean, Miami's they- only loss... They I mean, Miami's Jimmy. only loss. It was a close game, right? So they have Jimmy. That's the key. That's, that's the key. key. That's the key. That's the key. 
Well, uh, major key. Uh, shout out Rick. Uh, oh wait, no, that's DJ Khaled, Florida, Miami. Um, I was gonna say Rick Ross. Uh, totally forgot. Big Boss Ross. Uh, shout out to EJ, the other EJ <laughs> inside the NBA. Uh, but yeah, that's it for our playoff wrap up. Uh, Miami Boston's gonna have game two, and then the Lakers Nuggets will have their first game in a couple of days. I'm not sure. Yeah. But yeah, these playoffs have been the best in years. Uh, I kind of want the bubble every year for the playoffs because uh, you just know, like, you find out who the real good teams are. Like, they're so not the final four. Yeah, because like, there's no fan support. There's no like, everyone's even equal. So Miami was a uh, Miami was terrible on the road. They were a home team. They were terrible on the road, and now look, they're proving that they don't have to be home. Yeah, but you're losing revenue because if you're gonna do that. No, yeah, I know. I know there's like a money thing, and it's probably never gonna happen again. Yeah. You know, but like I'm, I'm saying is like it's actually a pretty good uh, playoff, and I feel like whoever wins the championship, I don't feel like there's gonna be an asterisk. I don't feel like there's gonna be like, oh, it was a pandemic year. It was never supposed to be an asterisk. This is one of the hardest uh, playoff se- uh, championships you're ever gonna have to face. Uh, get. No, I mean, cause like, listen, like, like, listen, like the season, like, let's say Milwaukee or the Lakers, you know, they were playing super well, and then the break hit. Look at Milwaukee; it really, you know, really ruined their flow, their uh, team chemistry. They didn't play the same way in the bubble for some reason. And a lot of things happened, and you could see that teams. Well, and other teams. I'm not. Especially, yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving them an excuse. I'm not giving them excuse. Especially yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not giving them excuse. All I'm saying is, it's like that Toronto year where Kawhi won. Like you give, an, you put an asterisk because like, oh, KD went down or something like that. I'm not saying you should put it. But I'm saying it's gonna be a discussion. Whoever wins this championship there's gonna be like oh well you know they didn't they weren't in the same condition as a regular playoff or anything and with the games that are happening or that happened I feel like you can't really say that there's an asterisk like you can say that you know it's different you know but like you're seeing who the good teams are who the actual um, who the actual dogs are you know you saw the Clippers are they, you know, are they grittier? Are they hard-nosed? Are they a defensive juggernaut? I, uh, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Uh, is Miami, is Miami a, a great home team and a shitty road team? Uh, well, I mean, they're winning all these games on the road. <laughs> you know, no home crowd, so. We on the road, yeah. You yeah, see, right. so, yeah, they don't have their home fans and... Yeah, you're seeing who the good teams are, and you're just seeing those who aren't collapse. So it's a really good year for basketball, even though there was suspension. But loving these playoffs. Yeah. So quarantine updates. So basically, in this part, we're just gonna talk about you know things we like, 
things what we've been doing watching uh, listening yeah basically uh, or yeah basically anything you want to talk about in pop culture uh, Brent what are you watching so not much because of med school but when I do get a break I, I just started like a few hours ago with Cobra Kai and it's pretty good it's pretty good I find uh, Cobra Kai interesting I haven't watched it but I know it was on I think YouTube Red or something before TV YouTube TV and then uh, Netflix got it and now suddenly it became the number one show in the world <laughs> would be so proud of uh, of uh yeah, this bit is not working since you don't know the actor's name. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> William Zapka, yeah. Yeah, I keep forget- I keep interchanging his uh his name, a uh, Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, with with Johnny Lawrence, because Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. Is it so- the thing in How I Met like he's the like Barney? Barney thinks he's the hero. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. So is Darth Vader. So was um, uh, the kids in Stand by Me. Didn't he wait? Sorry, didn't he guest star in an episode yeah. of How I Met? Yeah, right. He did. So did Ralph. Go. Oh, I don't his, um, Yeah, he was in a. He they were in his uh, bachelor party for his wedding with Robin. But like, okay, so like Cobra Kai. What what's Cobra Kai about? Like, what's what's going on with uh? With uh, Danny uh, Larusso, what's what's going on with him? Daniel Larusso, sorry. Basically, it's years after the kick, the illegal kick, apparently, as Barney stated, and how I met your mother. Yeah. So yeah. the crane that, thing. Yeah, the sweep the leg and all that shit. So it's a it's years after that they're all adults and you can see the diff, uh, in the first few episodes it shows the it shows the different uh, path they went through, wherein Larusso was more uh, more uh, successful in a sense that he has a very successful car car selling gig. Wherein, oh, so he so like does he he works at a car car dealership? Yeah, he owns the car dealership. Oh, he owns it. Okay. Oh, you and, know what? Yo, wait, wait. Sorry. Part of the what? Oh, sorry. Um, what? Just the car dealership. That's that's kind of funny because like, didn't Mr. Miyagi was like wax on, wax yeah. off, and like yeah. car like. Anyways, to so continue. Johnny Lawrence, depressed and oh, not really doing good in life. He was a like a mechanic and all that shit, and he has a son who's a drug addict and then lost his wife. Oh my god! To divorce, and then rock bottom talaga si Johnny Lawrence, and then he oh. just he meets this kid who his uh parang parang neighbor niya, and the ayun, and then he teaches the kid to in the in the fighting style of um. The Cobra Kai. So that kind of got dark. I didn't. Ex- so this is like. So basically, the show is saying that um, Johnny Lawrence's life went is, downhill after he got he got uh, 
got Shawn the- Michaels by uh, Daniel Russo. Siakam. He got he got Siakam. He got Sweet Chin Music by um, Daniel Russo. That's it's interesting. I, I yeah. Would you re- like out of ten? How would how much would you recommend Cobra Kai? Well, so far in the first season, I'd recommend it as an eight point five out of eight point five or nine. Because there are a few characters that I find annoying. Yeah, because I've been um, hearing mixed reviews about it. Uh, parents like it, you know. I guess for the nostalgia of it, and uh, one of my friends uh, didn't like it. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably watch it at some point because everyone's watching, so might as well, you know. What else have you been uh, watching? Probably one more for me, I guess. Would be uh, the office. Just, oh, you're rewatching it. Yeah, because I got Amazon Prime as well right now, and just trying to use it, utilize it as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, I know that's true. What have you? What have you been watching? Um, I've been watching like I've been trying to watch movies that I haven't uh, that I missed, you know, because like, there are a lot. But um, to your point, just a quick thing. What's sorry? What's the most notable one? Um, there are two movies that I've watched recently that I finally got to watch. It was uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine and The Nice Guys. Um, so you're having a Ryan Gosling thing right now? Uh, surprisingly, I was not planning on having a Ryan Gosling uh, binge. You know, like I wasn't like, ooh, I want to watch The Notebook and then Crazy Stupid Love. But I was like, I want, because I wanted to watch, <laughs> I wanted to watch uh, Blade Runner 2049 because um, I watched the first Blade Runner. Uh, it's really good. It's kind of slow. It's uh, sci fi noir with Harrison Ford. It's a good movie. Found it a little bit boring. I'm not like hating on it. I like it. It's just a little bit slow for me. So I wanted to watch this one. It's long. It's a long movie. So I wanted to watch this one to see how... Because you know how sequels are worse than the original. And it's yeah. going to be tough for this one because the movie was like, what, 25 years before? Uh, before? No, I mean, 2049 is 20 after. after. But I'm saying like it's hard to make a sequel when the first one was 20 years ago. 25 yeah. plus years ago, you know. So, I watched it and I saw the reviews before I watched it just to see how it would rank and it lives up to the hype and just exceeds it. Like, this is one of... I'm, I don't like seeing something like all-time greatest films or something like that or all-time greatest players. I don't like saying that shit because it's you know it's never true because there's always going to be something better but this personally this is like one of the best films I've ever watched like hands down like it looks it look first of all it looks amazing just everything like the color the the dire- direction cinematography it looks amazing and then the story you don't like whoa like I didn't expect that shit. It's really good. Like you should watch it. Like 
I think you, like you don't have to watch it. You don't have to watch the first one to enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there are some details or Easter eggs where it would it's gonna pay off if you watch the first one. Like you're like, oh shit. But like honestly, you don't have to watch the first one because this one is long, also kind of slow. But I never felt bored. And it's the story is easier to follow than the first one, and the acting of everyone, even Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was really good. Like I know he's a good actor, but like he's really good. Ryan Gosling was really good. Robin Wright was really good. All all everyone is really good. Jared Leto was really good. Uh, people people are very despi- decisive. Like they say he's good in it. Some say he's bad. I thought he was good. Um, Yeah, you should wa- you should definitely watch it. It's it's insane how that movie was not nominated for best film. When was it shot? When was it showing? What year did it uh, premiere? Uh, 2017. 2017. It's it's crazy. It's it's gonna. Ano mga movies yung nominated in 2017? Um, it came out 2017. It was nominated on 2018 Oscars. So. It got nominated for cinematography, which it deserved. Uh, they won that. Roger Deakins won that, which he finally deserves after 17 nominations. Uh, but that Blade Runner 2049 was not nominated for best picture and was not nominated for best director, which is a crime. I'm not saying Blade Runner should have won best picture. I'm just saying it deserved a nomination. And yeah. They didn't get a nomination, and the direct they didn't even get a nomination for best director, which uh, Denis Villeneuve deserved very much. So, so yeah, Blade Runner 2049. Um, if you're not gonna watch uh, this is for you, Brent, if you're not gonna watch uh, My Hero Academia, watch Blade Runner 2049. I swear, it's it's a masterpiece, and you're gonna think about it for a long time after the movie. I swear, like I still watch stuff about it. Okay, okay. After when med, when I'm done with medicine. Okay, fine. I mean, this is medicine for your soul. It answers something. I swear, no, I'm not even joking. Like it really makes you think about right. what it means to be a I human know. being. I'll do it this med week. Okay, okay, nice, nice. You try the new 2K. I am not in the 2K bandwagon, as you know. I am Team NBA Live. Uh, they haven't shown any life for the past two years, uh, past year. But I've, I've been hearing NBA 2K has been having a lot of problems with their new gen. It's crashing. There's a lot of problems with the uh, shot stick. Uh, a lot of glitches on my player or my career or whatever the park I don't know what it's called anymore but yeah everyone's hating 2k21 right now I don't know if the next gen version would be better but have you played it like what is your what are your uh, thoughts on it still playing 2k20 still waiting on that ps5 still waiting on the ps5 um, yeah I mean speaking of the ps5 uh, next gen um Microsoft Xbox is showing some um, some life with the Xbox Series S, uh, and the price point is pretty. What? Sorry. Yung ba yung bago? Yung magiging next gen nila? 
Yeah, no, the next gen is the Xbox Series X. And then they came out with the Xbox Series S, which is their next gen also, but their discless version. And it's smaller. It doesn't do 4K, but it does everything else. And it's at a really good price point. If you convert it to Philippine peso, it's 15,000 pesos, which is not bad at all. And now I am not worried with Sony, but I'm intri- I'm intrigued with what Sony uh, will plan or is planning with their discus and their price point. Because the like price point is around 20, 25. Yeah, that was going around um, when I think something, yeah, like a European leaked and the price point, you know. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Like, because what we were hearing, it would be around 25, 20 range, right? Disc, disc, and disc. Yeah, it's a it's a very tough decision. Pero kasi, pero kasi And now they see. I mean, pero kasi yung, are, yung exclusive games yung binabayaran mo dun eh. I mean, yes, ex- uh, Sony's exclusives are hands down way better than Xbox's exclusives. But Xbox has, I've been reading up on Xbox. I'm not an Xbox fan, but I've been like they have uh, a Game Pass, which I hear is very um, worth it. You know, especially since it's a subscription service and you get games. It's better, th- and you don't have to get a PS Plus to play online. PS Plus is annoying because you have to pay to play online. Yeah, you get free games, but that's about it. So I'm very intrigued with how Sony's gonna play this, and also, am I gonna go Xbox? Uh, we'll see. But I think you would agree. I don't know if you'd agree, but I want to get a gaming PC. <laughs> Actually, mas no. worth uh, mas worth it pang magbuild ng PC. Pero kasi ang habol ko is more of yung uh, exclusive games. You're not gonna get Spider-Man on your on your gaming PC. You're not That's gonna, You're not gonna get uh, Ratchet and Clank. No, I, I'm get, not gonna get Horizon. I get that, but this is my. You got Horizon. You're not gonna get God of War. Now here's the thing. This is my thought process. I would want to buy a PC, gaming PC, obviously for games, and also because it'll be you know, I can use it for work as well. You know, dual. You know, yeah, dual purpose. Like you have a powerful PC that could do uh, my Photoshop and video shit and Illustrator, and then I could play games. Mm-hmm. You know, easy. And then you can upgrade it. That's another plus. And also, like, it's harder to save for a gaming PC than a PS5. So what I'm saying is, save and get the gaming PC first, because it's way easier to save for the PS5 afterwards. That's true. And you don't, and you don't really, you don't even want to buy the first gen PS5s. I mean, you you'd buy it. Like, I'm not knocking people who buy it. I'm just saying, like, what happened to PS4? They came out with a PS Pro, or they came out with a better version of the PS4. So, uh, kaya lang naman ako gusto maunat uh, magkaroon ng ganon first gen, kasi antagal ko nang walang PlayStation and I really yeah. want. Yeah, and I no, I understand. I also would wanna get it, but now I'm trying to think, if I were to get a PC, I might as well get the PC first instead yeah. of the 
yeah it's a it's a work thing it involves your work it in, right now with their current setup you're gonna have to get a very powerful computer that would satisfy all your needs both for entertainment and for your work no de- yeah definitely but also i'm thinking about the price also you know it's easier again it's easier to save ps5 but yeah i mean gaming like what a time to game you know so many options so many good games it's 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 fun it's fun playing video games especially now in the quarantine can't go outside uh, i miss playing ball uh i miss just yeah playing basketball dude like sports in general it's crazy and video games have been very comforting <laughs> it's just you know. sad uh we're gonna have to live like this for the meantime and yeah and the thing is uh not everyone has access to good physical uh, like workouts or gyms or basketball courts that's why it's really sad because you're there it's it's gonna be really hard for some people to keep in shape because not everyone's really into like push-ups or anything like that no yeah definitely like i mean again yeah it's it's different for everyone not everyone yeah. has the same situation you know some people have it harder some people have it easier no but i think in general it's just really it's just it's just tough for everyone you know yeah. it could be very like different levels but in general it's tough for everyone and i think people just need to yeah be more sensitive with each of our situations it's crazy and you know if and if it's like if video games is your thing you know don't just keep doing it you know don't don't feel bad if you're playing video games all day at home you know if it feel, makes you feel comfortable if you're just watching tv watching netflix whatever um if, making, if, if that's what get, uh keeps you sane or just gets you along yeah and, i mean do until, what makes you do what makes you happy you know that's yeah. basically it and yeah and i think that's a good way to end this podcast right um yeah Hopefully, we recorded it. Hopefully, everything's recorded. Because if not, it is. is. Okay. Because if not, it would be so funny. But at the same time, I think we found, we figured out what our problems might be with it or like how we can make this podcast better. You know? Yeah. 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 So, with that, um, again, thank you for listening. Whoever it is, this is our first podcast. Uh, we're still trying to figure out things like how we're going to communicate how this is going to work what time when but you know this and is the what, first step what kind of language uh, we don't know who's going to listen we don't know if it's going to be local people uh people from our country the philippines or uh, people around the world so we just want to figure that out first as well so apologies if you don't understand tagalog because there were moments where we spoke tagalog Uh, but at the same time, if you do speak Tagalog, alam mo, alam mo na. So, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. This is the first step and hopefully more podcasts. Uh, but yeah, Miami in six. I'm EJ. Um, Brent. Brent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening and we'll see you hopefully soon soon uh hopefully we get to talk 
after uh, the se- the second game of the Lakers yeah, series, I'm... or yeah, hopefully within the week. But yeah, everyone stay safe, stay uh, positive, and wear a yeah. mask. Wear Same. a mask. Wear a mask. Save lives. Uh, don't be an asshole. Peace.